He's been patient, launched a little over, call it a year and a half, two years ago, when he came on the show about 18 months ago, doing about 180,000 bucks in revenue, selling a subscription model for Fruit Street, diabetes prevention. He had about 180,000 bucks in revenue at that point, six-ish million raised. He's now continuing to raise from physicians. Interesting, different model here. Over 200 people, 200 physicians have invested in the company, currently raising another 5 million bucks of one of that committed on a $30 million pre-money valuation. He's managed to keep the cap table in check, though, by continuing to hold all controlling interest in terms of voting shares. So that makes obviously future events easier to manage. Again, scaling now, uh, working directly through physicians. Uh, they've directly uh, now tied to a reimbursement program, which is obviously driving great revenue tied to four benchmarks as these folks go through their platform at about 300 bucks a pop. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Lawrence Gerard. He is the CEO of a company called Fruit Street Health, a digital diabetes prevention program. He's also the managing director of Hippocrates Ventures, the first physician-funded social impact digital therapeutics venture capital fund. Lawrence, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, thanks for having me. All right, yeah. So jump in real quick. Tell us what Fruit Street does and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? The Fruit Street delivers the CDC's Diabetes Prevention Program, which is a one-year-long diet and lifestyle program designed to help pre-diabetic individuals lose 5 to 7% of their weight to reduce their risk for type 2 diabetes. It's based on clinical research the YMCA conducted with a big CMS innovation grant where they enrolled 3,000 patients into a clinical trial and they wanted to figure out if a drug called metformin was more effective than just making diet and lifestyle improvements. And they found that the diet and lifestyle program was more effective than the drug. And so what we do is we bring that program online through uh, group video conferencing with registered dietitians. Uh, participants also receive a free wireless scale and a Fitbit at no cost. And they can take pictures of their food in our mobile application. And so we're reimbursed. Uh, uh, through medical claims, through our partnership with a company called Solera Health that uh, submits claims to commercial health plans uh, on our behalf for delivering the diabetes prevention program. Okay. And last time you were on, which was back in, uh, I think it was January 2017, you'd mentioned you raised about $6 million bucks in funding. Have you raised additional funding or you're still working with that old capital? Yeah, we have raised more funding. So now we have about 250 physicians that invested a little bit over $10 million dollars of funding. So we're still in addition or cumulative, uh, cumulative, uh, $10 million. Okay. So, so another, another four. Yeah. 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 And walk me through how that works. So like, what was the valuation and is it just one kind of thing that you've let open and let it roll or what? Yeah, we've done a few different funding rounds. Uh, so when we started, we had a $5 million valuation, then we had a $10 million valuation. And most recently, uh, we're raising $5 million at a $32 million valuation based on the progress that we've made. And so if you looked at a 48-month graph of the company, which is how old we are, uh, we've raised a little bit over $200,000 per month from physicians just through crowdfunding and LinkedIn advertising. And so instead of having 
one venture capital firm, we thought, what if we made it more of a grassroots movement of physicians that want to improve healthcare with technology, but can also uh, act as medical advisors. So uh, we've done different price equity rounds based on our progress. And and just to be clear, the current round, you said it, you're raising five on a 30 pre? 32 million. 32 pre. And when did that round open? What month? Um, yeah, I think it was about four months ago. And uh, once we get these pending checks in, I think we'll be up to about a million. And then we'll have another four million to go. And how long do you give yourself to raise that additional capital? How long do you let it roll? Yeah, I mean, it's really uh, just depends on, you know, the capital we need for the business. I mean, right now we're spending about $200,000 a month. So, I mean, even if it took us... That's your, you know, sorry, that's your gross burn or your net burn? Yeah, it's our gross uh, burn per month. And uh, basically, you know, if it took us two years to raise $5 million, I mean, you know, that would be perfectly fine. But if it goes faster, that's also fine. So our goal is to have, you know, 100 physicians invest an average of $50,000 each in this in this round. Um, so... So yeah, I mean, it really depends. I mean, but we could also have an institutional investor come in and just fill the whole round. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. How do you manage your cap table? You don't have 200 people on your cap table, do you? We actually do. Yeah. So we have, uh, we used to have a software called eShares, which is now Carta. So I think we pay about $1,000 a month in cap table management software. Um, We also have a full-time attorney. We're using regulation 506C, which allows for general solicitation. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, people think it's so much work, but it, you really just need good software to manage it. I mean, we're talking about adding, you know, five to 10 new investors to the cap table per month. And I mean, publicly traded companies have thousands of investors, right? So, yeah, but Lawrence, to be fair, let's, let's say you want to sell yeah. the company. You have to go and get, you have to, you have to wrangle all these people. You have to get 200 plus signatures to make that happen. Is that accurate or no? Uh, no, it's not accurate because we anticipated that would be a problem. So we have a dual class stock structure where I still have full voting control of the company. Uh, because you're right, it would be a major problem to make decisions. Okay, yeah. That's how you solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Exactly. So, so, so let me ask you a question. I mean, it sounds like you are in the business of getting physicians to back you and you've done a much better job at that. I think than in terms of how much you've brought in versus the actual revenue you make. Right. So, and I'm guessing there last time you were on the show, you said you were doing about 180 K per year. That was about 18 months ago and you were only six or seven months in at that point. Um, do you require when people invest that they also adopt and use the platform? Is it an onboarding strategy for you? Not necessarily, but ideally what we look for is, um, for example, if we could get physicians to refer to the diabetes prevention program, that would be great. Because right now the problem is that you, know, you go to your doctor, might be overweight, and they basically say just you know eat healthy and exercise. But that's not really going to do anything, right? So the idea is that what if these physicians could refer their patients into an evidence-based program that's a year long and 22 classes? So we're trying to work with our physicians to get their health systems to refer. Some of the physicians use our software, but we're a little bit more focused on getting them to refer for the diabetes prevention program. So it's not a requirement, but it is part of our business strategy to work with these health systems where our investors work. So it's really strategic money um, as well. And is the plat- I mean, is it a SaaS platform or no, not really? It was a SaaS platform in the beginning, last time we spoke, where we were licensing it for $200 a month and doctors and dietitians could use it with their patients. What we ultimately realized is that that was a really challenging model, even though it sounds attractive and high margin, because the customers that were licensing the software were struggling to get reimbursed from the health insurance for telemedicine visits. And they were struggling with how do they sign up customers. And so what we realized is that we had the perfect program for uh, you know, a lifestyle modification program. And that's when we pivoted into working with the commercial health plans. So right now, we, you know, Solera enrolls patients from these health plans and sends us a file every day that says, here's the patients that picked Fruit Street. 
then we're reimbursed $345.60 per patient for the program, where we get uh, one payment when the patient signs up, at which point they get a free wireless scale, another payment at week four, at which point they get a Fitbit at no cost, another payment at week nine, and then the final payment's based on 5% weight loss. So we have all these data pipes set up that report things like weight, how many pictures of food did they take, did they use their Fitbit, did they uh, text message their dietitian, and uh, we get paid every Friday by Solera through the medical claims they submit. So in healthcare, if you don't have reimbursement, you basically have nothing. So now we finally have the right product market fit and, and reimbursement from the health plans. So when do you cross five million in revenue? You think? Um, yeah, we're still still a ways off. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe in uh, two years. But, okay. Uh, we have some pretty. You know, we just started selling to big uh, Fortune five hundred employers. We're also about to launch a direct to consumer campaign where you might have like a fifty to one hundred dollar price point. I mean, if you look at businesses like Weight Watchers, they have you know hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue just from consumer advertising and. No, it's great to go through the health plans, um, and we think that's a really good option if people can use their health insurance. But there's also people that would just, you know, pay out of pocket for a program like this. So, um, you know, we launched this diabetes prevention program about six months ago. We have really good outcomes so far. We have people that have lost 11 or 12 percent. How of their many weight. people have gone through it? Yeah, so we have about uh, 225 signed up so far, and uh, we have average weight loss right now 3.1 percent at nine weeks and. 4.2% in 16 weeks, and a few people lost 11 or 12% of their weight already. So we think that the video conferencing model of working with a dietitian is new and unique, and that we'll have the best clinical outcomes in the industry, which will further attract. How do you, you take know, credit for that? How do you close that attribution loop and say, they're not just like, it's, just, it's not just, we have so many people, of course, some of them are going to lose 10 pounds, of course, some are yep. going to lose one pound. How do you credit that back to what you're delivering? Yeah, so ultimately, um, the larger the number of you know, patients enrolled, the more statistically significant the data becomes. And we're planning to you know, publish this in a peer-reviewed journal. Um, we have to send our outcomes data to the Centers for Disease Control, and they monitor our outcomes. They require an average of 5% weight loss. So ultimately, what we can do is um, a study where we publish our outcomes data, and we compare that to historical data, because there's already been tons of research on the in-person program. So we can compare the in-person program to the video conferencing model, to a different type of digital model and just compare directly. And that's what we're hoping to do in the next 12 months as well. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. So let, let me let me ask you a different question. Let's say somebody sign, I sign up today to pay you. Uh, over the next nine weeks, I lose five, six percent of whatever my fat, right? I, I, I get slimmer, right? Uh, but you know, because you have the tracking in place that I haven't watched any of the videos and I only logged on three times. That still counts in your data set. You can actually take credit for that and get your payouts for it, but there's not a direct correlation. How do you manage that? Yeah, so actually we would not get paid in that case. So for example, uh, those four milestones, week one, week four, week nine, 5% weight loss, 
we can't earn the payment for 5% weight loss until we meet the requirements for week four and week nine. For example, for the second milestone, it's not just that they attended four weeks. They actually have to have been meaningfully engaged. So what that means is that they did two out of the following six things in a week. They took five pictures of their food. They weighed themselves three times. They text messaged a coach, report physical activity, watch a video, or read an article. So they actually have to be engaged so that it is kind of you know, attributed to us. Um, it can't just be that like, okay, they have a scale and they're weighing themselves and they lost the weight on that. I own. see. Yeah, that's a, that's it's, I just wonder how you do that because that seems very tough to me. You like to believe that obviously it's your software, but you also don't want to end up in a weird spot where you think it's your software and then you realize, no, it's something else and you should actually no. be focused on whatever that thing is that your software helped them do. Right, exactly. And I think um, that's why in the original clinical trial, they had a placebo group, they had a metformin group, and they had the lifestyle group, which is 22 one-hour long classes. So the idea is that you always, when you're doing these studies, you have to have a control group to compare it against. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's people that maybe they were ready to change their lifestyle and they would have lost weight anyway. But for the majority of people, they probably need a program like this. Otherwise, they wouldn't have, uh, you know, made progress as well. Yeah. So, so I mean, what year, when do you think you pass? Do you think you pass maybe 2 million or a million this year? When do you get past that big benchmark? Yeah, yeah. Our goal is to get to um, a million dollars in the next 18 months. Um so, and that's not I mean, a run yeah. rate. That's just like new customer signups. So you got it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, no, we're definitely generating revenue now and, uh, you know, signing up new patients every single day for the program, basically. So now it's just about how do we go from, you know, enrolling maybe like a thousand patients a year up to 5,000, up to 10,000. Uh, and that would include things like employer partnerships, direct to consumer advertising, Solera is doing a great job as well with enrolling people into our program. And what's the, to, what's the sector you're focused on again? Sorry, is it it's diabetes prevention? Yeah, so uh, there's this there's 84 million Americans that have pre-diabetes. So what that means is that they have elevated blood glucose, but they're not diabetic yet. But they have a very high probability of becoming diabetic. So this government program called the Diabetes Prevention Program is designed to help people with pre-diabetes lose weight to make sure they don't get I see. I see. Yeah. So there's potential market there, an idea award of 84 million people paying you two or 300 bucks a pop. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you could even, uh, in some cases, you could even go up to $700 when you're working with employers directly. But, but yeah, it's a pretty big uh, market size. It's like one third of people have this condition in the US. Not to mention the fact that, I mean, look, everybody could benefit from eating healthier and exercising. The average American has 1.2 uh, servings, I think, of fruits and vegetables a day, and they should really have four or five. So everyone could benefit from working with a dietitian. Mm-hmm. Um, how old are you? I'm turning 27 in January. 27. So, so, and is this your first company? Uh, I had a previous one, but uh, it's, this one we just kind of a continuation of the first one. Got it. So, so like ultimately, I mean, I imagine you have big goals in life. If you could create a nice financial windfall for yourself now, I bet you have twenty ideas of where you'd then go reinvest that. Right? How do you how do you create? I mean, how do you generate an exit that you can actually take in this kind of space, considering what you've raised and how much higher that raised number is relative to your current revenue? Yeah, well, I think we actually raised a very small amount of money compared to our competitors. For example, the market leader in the space is Omada Health. They raised $120 million and publicly stated that they're still not profitable. But how so, much revenue do they have? Uh, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. It's not been publicly disclosed. But um, the point is that it's, 
generally speaking, a little bit harder to exit when you have $120 million raised versus, you know, 8 million of equity, right? But, but it's actually uh, not, it's actually not. If they have 120 million bucks in revenue and they raise 120 million bucks, all they have to do is get, you know, two, three X multiple. It makes sense. You, if you've got less than a million bucks in revenue, but you've raised $10 million, you've got to sell for a minimum of 10 X compared to their one X. It's actually way more difficult. Uh, I don't know if I would agree with that. It depends. I mean, sometimes companies even get acquired just for the product. It's not necessarily always about revenue. Uh, for example, you can imagine a large employer of dietitians, you know, potentially even acquiring a company like Fruit Street just because, you know, they have thousands of dietitians. They want this product. I, I think about digital therapeutics in a, in a different way from traditional venture capital. So imagine that we were developing a pharmaceutical drug. These companies raise sometimes a billion dollars with no revenue because they don't have FDA approval. So what about a software product that actually resulted in a clinical outcome that's more effective than a pharmaceutical drug? I mean, that has really significant value uh, to the healthcare system. So sometimes it's not always about just revenue. Have you had it gotten, though, like big approvals? I mean, do you have any moat besides just video recordings, a mobile app, and a Fitbit relationship? Yeah, I mean, so you can't really patent this type of software. I mean, we do have, um, you know, patents on low bandwidth video technology with our, our partner VC, uh, but it's not really, about, I mean, it's kind of similar to these other platforms. Like, it's not really about patents with things like Facebook or Uber. It's about execution and developing a good user experience. So, um, you know, we don't necessarily have a patent, but it's not a product where like overnight you're just going to rebuild it. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's the Lawrence. That's the reason I asked the right. If one of these companies that, that wants to bring a system like yours in house wants to buy you, they look and go, wow, he's raised 10 million bucks. He's not going to sell for less than something North of that. Let's say they just pay you 10, which you wouldn't take cause you'd make no money. That just goes to your investors. But let's say that's the, the minimum 10. They're going to go, you know what? We can build this pretty easily in house and spend less than a million, right? Or 2 million and six to 12 months. Right. That's what I'm curious is like, do you have something that you've built that is very, very difficult for other people to replicate? Yeah, I would say that it's difficult, but at the same time, I would say we're not planning to sell the company in the next 12 months. I mean, I think our investors look at this as a five or 10 year project, right? So, I mean, eventually we want to grow this to, let's say you have 150,000 patients at $345 a year going through the program. You have $50 million in revenue, right? Well, it's not recurring though, correct? You have to get new customers every single year. Well, well, no. Uh, you, so like many health plans will pay for a second year. A lot of consumers can uh, will, you know, choose to pay out of pocket at the end of the program. So uh, you could have a recurring revenue from a consumer subscription. For example, things like in-app purchases where people subscribe to these apps in the app store. Uh, obviously, you're going to have some churn just like you do in a SaaS business, but you can have recurring consumer revenue as well. Uh, but the point is that we've been pretty focused on the product and delivering good outcomes now. And now the goal is to grow the revenue. And I mean, we're not planning to sell the company in 12 months. This could be another, you know, five or 10 years before we have an exit. Yep. Lawrence, on that note, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, favorite business book? Um, that's a tough one. Well, I am reading uh, The Bad Blood by Theranos right now because uh, I think there's uh, potentially a lot of lessons learned there, but I'm not done with it yet. So I'll let you know if it's my favorite after I'm done. <laughs> Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I think I'm following the CEO of Solera very closely and uh, hopefully view her as a little bit of a mentor because she's pretty much uh, been a trailblazer in the diabetes prevention space. Number three, is there a, a favorite online tool you have for building your company? Yeah, I mean, uh, we switched to Salesforce from Salesforce IQ and that's uh, you know pretty popular. But at the same time, I think uh, for a company like Fruit Street with so many investors, Carta is an essential as well. Carta, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? 
Uh, I do live the fruit street lifestyle. So generally at least eight hours of sleep. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? I'm getting engaged in one month. Oh, getting engaged. So this is like breaking news. Does she know you're going to propose? Oh, yeah, she does know. She doesn't know at the exact moment, though. Ah, very right. good. So you have to ask them to help pick out the ring. Otherwise, you could pick the wrong thing. You know, so. <laughs> All right. And so no kids yet, right? No, just All the right. dog. All right. And what do you wish? Uh, last question here. What do you wish? You're, you're 27 years old. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, how patient you have to be in entrepreneurship. Uh, I think realizing how patient you have to be. Yeah. Guys, there you have it. Be patient. He's been patient, launched a little over, call it a year and a half, two years ago when he came on the show about 18 months ago, doing about 180,000 bucks in revenue, selling a subscription model for Fruit Street, diabetes prevention. He had about 180,000 bucks in revenue at that point, six-ish million raised. He's now continuing to raise from physicians. Interesting, different model here. Over 200 people, 200 physicians have invested in the company, currently raising another 5 million bucks of one of that committed on a $30 million pre-money valuation. He's managed to keep the cap table in check though by continuing to hold all controlling interest in terms of voting share. So that makes obviously future events easier to manage. Again, scaling now, uh, working directly through physicians. Uh, they've directly uh, now tied to a reimbursement program, which is obviously driving great revenue tied to four benchmarks as these folks go through their platform at about 300 bucks a pop. Lawrence, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.